Before we get started, After the Monuments is proud to receive support from VCU Massey Cancer Center. Massey Cancer Center wants you to imagine a future without cancer. All it takes is one, a revolutionary idea, a promising clinical trial, or a new breakthrough. See how Massey is developing new approaches to prevent and treat cancer for every person in every community. Learn more about this future for everyone at MasseyCancerCenter.org. Before we get started, After the Monuments is proud to thank Team Henry Enterprises for their support of our show. Team Henry Enterprises is a black-owned contracting firm specializing in office, retail, medical, multifamily, and higher education construction of all scopes and sizes. In the wake of the George Floyd protest, Team Henry is the very firm contracted by the city of Richmond to take down the Confederate monuments in Richmond and by many other municipalities to remove other Confederate monuments around Virginia and throughout the Southeast. Learn more about Team Henry and how they can help your community rebuild, renovate, or design at TeamHenryENT.com. Welcome to another episode of After the Monuments, a real talk about race with Michael Paul Williams and Kelly Lemon. And I'm also excited about our next guest, Dr. Wes Bellamy. Welcome to the podcast, Wes. And thank you for taking the time to sit down with Michael Paul and I. <laughs> a lot you, of you tell, t- tell me, bring, meet five people that's going to tell Kelly no. No, 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 no. I, I love it. And I wanted to get you on. You were doing amazing community work. Um, and your voice, and you could correct us if we are wrong, um, got its amplification <laughs> because of the work that you did in uh-huh. Charlottesville while you were on city council. Yes, but ma'am. tell this national platform who you are and, and what you do. Yeah, and, and one, man, I want to thank you both for having me on. Huge fans of your work. Uh, Kelly, thank you for all the work you do across the state, not just in Richmond, although you really put on for Richmond. Um, and we really appreciate you, uh, Mr. Michael. Thank you for all the work in which you do. Congratulations on all your awards. Thank you. So we're really, I'm personally really excited to be here, so thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, my name is uh, Wes, or I guess Dr. Wes Bellamy, mm-hmm. if we're going by titles, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I'm the political science department chair at Virginia State University. Uh, I'm the former vice mayor of Charlottesville, the youngest person ever elected seventh black person elected. Um, Now I'm the commissioner of what's called the Tonsler League, the Tonsler Basketball League in Charlottesville, which is a summer men's basketball league. We come up to Richmond. We're planning to come up to Richmond and kick the love days, but (laughs) 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 shout out to Richmond, though, and shout out to Jay Witt. But I'm just a community guy. Um, I really enjoy working in the community. I enjoy giving back to our community. I served my time on council. I guess for better or worse. <laughs> a way to put it. Yeah, like, yeah I served my like, time. Like you were well, at Attica. Well, that, that came out wrong. Yeah, that came out wrong. I meant but like I served been, my though. time. he might have been, though. He might have felt like that, though. Nah, it was yeah. absolutely some the four of the best years of my life. Mm. I mean, even with everything that went on, I, I learned, I grew as a man. I remain in Charlottesville, although I'm not technically from Charlottesville because it's home. Mm-hmm. And the city has grew me up, as my grandmother would say. I love my city. I absolutely love my city. I adore my city. So that's why you see us give away 200 bikes to start the summer or 150 pool passes a couple weeks ago running the Tonsler League. I'm ingrained in my city as much as anything else because I love it. Charlottesville, of course, everybody knows, is a special place for me. Mm -hmm. Um, A proud black graduate from the University of Virginia. There you go. Um, 
we saw Charlottesville differently than most UVA students. <laughs> um, we were in the community. Mm -hmm. I'm also a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta, Sorority mm -hmm. Incorporated, where we did projects with um, the Charlottesville community. Yeah. So I knew yeah. that there was not only a, bl a large uh, black and brown population, but there was some diversity that you may not see because yeah. of what Charlottesville uh, puts out front face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, used to put out. You, there we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah there we used go. Used to put out. Um, when everything happened in Charlottesville, um, which was five years ago, I was extremely emotional about it. Um, but more so, I was excited because your face mm -hmm. was at the forefront, and yes, I got to see, or we got to see, a black man in a leadership position. In a in a in a town like Charlottesville, yeah. but you was making a lot of you were shaking yeah. the table, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Talk to us about um, just that path, as you mm -hmm. have a shirt on that says "Blame West," <laughs> and really, you you pivoted a, a whole nother career yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I moved to Charlottesville. Um, September 11th, 2009, mm. um, and I moved here straight out of undergrad, graduated from South Carolina State University, grew up in Atlanta, all my family's from South Carolina, Atlantic Beach, South Carolina, one of, if not the last remaining black-owned beach uh, on the entire East Coast, so I grew up in a family of people where we may not have the most, um, we definitely didn't have the most, saw a lot growing up, but Nonetheless, I grew up from Atlantic Beach to Atlanta, always understanding the power of, and the beauty of being black. I grew up with a great sense of black pride, then attending an HBCU and then moving to Charlottesville. It was culture shock, yeah. to say the least. But I was sent there for a reason. Um, and you know, now looking back, I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. I'm a very spiritual individual in which I believe that God does everything for a reason. So, although I remember my cousins, uh, we were just talking about this this weekend, they dropped me off, and they're like, you sure you want to be <laughs> yeah, here? Like, yeah. we were literally stopping all the black people, like, where are where, where are the black people? And uh, my cousins were kind of like, when we drop you off, like, six hours away, we're not coming back. <laughs> we're not coming back. But um, it's, been, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, the path to city council, if you will, was laid through community work. I moved to Charlottesville to work for a place called INJIC, the National Ground Intelligence Center, which is a government agency. I worked there for a year, then quit, became a teacher um, at a local high school, Albemarle High School, started doing work at the Boys and Girls Club, started hosting community days in our different public housing uh, sites in, in Charlottesville, started a boxing club for kids. So at this point, I'm maybe two or three years in. I was supposed to go to law school, defer law school so I could stay. Um, and, and really just started doing more community work, and, and folks just kind of knew me for being the community guy. Coach AU basketball, I have the boxing club. We're going to do these community days. I'm out. I was younger and, and singled in and just, you know, got a lot more energy. You could just do all <laughs> kinds of different things. And Charlottesville, our, our public housing sites reminded me a lot of where I grew up in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, it, there were a bunch of kids and folk in general who were just looking for something different, mm -hmm. and there was the, the the area, the climate at that time wasn't what I was accustomed to because I had grew up in environments in which, again, we may not have had much, but there was no limitations. Mm. I saw, like, every mayor I ever saw growing up was black. Most of my teachers were black. The fire chief was black. Like, people in positions of leadership were black. That wasn't the case in Charlottesville. So because of such and because they hadn't seen such, there was a different mentality mm -hmm. for, for some 
Um, so being ingurgiated in the community and kind of talking and, and operating in a sense that, nah, we do whatever we want. Nobody's going to tell us that we can't do such. I first started attending city council meetings because I was um, really looking for resources and funding for our boxing club. And I was talking to the council at the time about, like, I'm, I'm outside and I don't see y'all. I don't see y'all, one. And then, two, this is going on in Garrett Square or Friendship Court for those who live there now. Mm -hmm. This is going on in First Street. This is going on in West Haven. Where y'all at? Mm. And it really got to a point where uh, I ran for council the first time in 2013 because I was tired of asking people to do things for what I believe to be my community when I just figured I could do them myself. Mm. So that was kind of, you know, the path that led us to, to where we need to go. And ironically, on that first city, I ran for city council the first time in 2013. I lost by four votes. Mm. We had a tie, if you will. People still get upset about that. And then somehow there were four ballots that weren't counted, and they all went to my opponent. And there were 184 people who came up to me afterwards. I kept a count. And they're like, yo, man, I, I didn't go vote because I thought that you were going to win. We just thought you were going to win mm. or whatever reason. So that Don't energized. That. <laughs> well, so at the time, at the time, I, I tell you this. I don't really tell this story often, but, like, I remember being in the shower before the results were, were, were came out. It was probably, like, 6.30. You had the polls all day. Go home, take a quick shower before you go hear the announcement. And I remember hearing, like, it's not your time yet. It's not your time. Mm. And then we hear, okay, it's a tie. The State Board of Elections has to come in. And I just kind of knew it wasn't my time. And, in fact, it wasn't my time. We needed to take that L. I personally need to take that L for humility. Mm. Need to get some humble pie. Mm. But also our community needed to see that if we don't rally together, mm -hmm. we're not going to have representation. So we went without a black person on the council for uh, two years because we have staggered elections, so they're every two years, four-year terms, but every two years. So we went without a black person on the on the council for two years because of that. So when it was time for me to run again, because I came right back, I, at the time I got the most votes in history, first person to win all 10 precincts. Oh, wow. Our folks showed up. Yeah. So without the, the situation that happened in 2013, we wouldn't have won like we did in 2015 and then take office in 2016. And furthermore, for me, right, th this is not for... Everybody's situation with the statues are different. But for me, my first um, acquaintance, if you will, with the statues was during that campaign uh, on June 8th of 2013. I had a campaign cookout. I'm known for having cookouts <laughs> at the we're park. Men, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, right. I we you. definitely should have been invited we have, to we the cookout. cookout. <laughs> well, I got, we, we got some stuff popping in Charlottesville. We got you. <laughs> you with the cookout queen, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> shout out to the event y'all having on the 30th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, in any event, we had a campaign cookout downtown, and we're like, yo, where's everybody at? We usually have like 200, 300 people. It's like 60 people. I go to church the next day. This is June 9th now. The election is on that Tuesday. I'm going to church, going to all the churches. You're kind of making your rounds. Everybody like, yo, I can't believe you had a cookout at that park. I'm like, what you talking about? Like, mm. And a lady pulls me to the side, and she's like, yo, how you going to say you're going to represent us and you have a cookout at that park? I'm like, I don't get it. The park, she's like, you didn't realize what was in the park? And I'm like, yeah, it was this big statue. It was in the way, but, I mean, we just had to cook out around it. Yeah, like we always <laughs> yeah. do, right? She yeah, like, she's like, yo, you don't, you don't get it. Mm. So then after church, she breaks it down to, I'm like, I was wondering where everybody was. She's like, yeah, you know, like people were calling. You didn't really see the stuff on Facebook because you, you in election mode, but people were really upset. You had this cookout at Lee Park. Do you know what that park means? I'm like, no, ma'am. And then she breaks down. Like, we couldn't even walk in that park. 
my brother was spat on in that park. Mm. I have family members who had their face slashed in that park. Mm. When we would come out of the library, we had to have our backs sitting to the sidewalk. Like, we couldn't, we couldn't go in the park. And you had a cookout, a campaign cookout in that park. You didn't know this? And I'm like, no, ma'am. So, you know, that's where it started. And I made a vow, really, that Sunday, June 9th. I knew at the time there was nothing I could do about it, but I said to myself, if there was ever an opportunity to do something, mm -hmm. I was going to give it my all. Like, I don't know how this opportunity is going to come up, but if I do get a chance, I'm going to do something. So then you fast forward to 2016, I talked to McAuliffe, and, uh, you know, we rapping, and I'm like, he's like, well, you know, I'm like, yo, I really want to get these statues moved. Like, my little homie, Zayana, Mm -hmm. She 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 hit me and she she has this school project, and you know people talk about it. We've had different things, but this is what I really want to do. And he's like, "Yo, you understand what come with this?" I'm like, "Yo, I live in a different kind of place. Charlottesville isn't like that. I got the most votes ever. I win. We go boarding this up. It's probably gonna be a big thing." And then subsequently, we saw what happened. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more in that. That's a long story. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the origin story for kind of your awakening mm -hmm. on the monuments fascinates me. Yeah. I think a lot of us, most of us had that kind of moment. I mean, yeah. I've lived in Richmond all my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kind of become invisible. Yeah. You don't, they're just like, they're there. You don't like, really whatever. notice them. And yeah. then there's something. For you, it was constituents or future constituents saying, yo, how, because they've yeah. been living with the insult their whole life. Their whole life. And, but for me, I've been living with it my whole life, and yeah. it's kind of like, I'm, you know, yeah. not feeling this, but it's yeah. just you don't see any yeah. way past them. But yeah. for me, it was what happened in South Carolina. In Charleston. In Charleston. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. like, that was my, my old hell no moment. Right. Because you, I just, something, something, a light bulb just boom. Right. And then after what happened in Charlottesville, that was my Your double, double. Your old double. hell yeah. no moment. Right. I think for most people. And then after Richmond, you know, yeah. or or but Minnesota, Minneapolis, yeah. Minneapolis, yeah. Like, yeah. that was it was no longer oh hell no moment. It was like we we got yeah we got it's on. These. it's yeah. up yeah it's out. Nah, yeah, right. I feel you. I remember like like I can't front either though. It's not like everybody in Charlottesville was like oh nah these joints got to go. Like in 2013, some mm -hmm. people were just like yeah whatever. Like though they walk right by them just like you did, but. I guess it was happenstance or it was fate or it was God or whatever. The the elder, and there was a couple of them like who told me, yo, but, you got to understand what's going on. But you, you talk about how people were not welcome, how they were right. attacked. These right. are, people try to disconnect the white supremacy from whatever the statue is. Yeah. Monument Avenue was designed as a whites-only resident real estate mm -hmm. venture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are spaces that were designed. Yeah. 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 Without us in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Lee Park. It was in the deed. No black yeah. no black person shall ever walk in yeah. this park. That was in the deed. In the deed. Yeah. And literally the statues uh to a certain extent adjacent to it that was also removed, Stonewall Jackson, they tore down what was a uh, a, a black neighborhood, Weeks Avenue, to build that statue, to put that statue there. So, I mean, it was very clear in the intentions in terms of specifically in Charlottesville, Richmond, and many of these places in which we have these statues, the the intention was very clear. This is for white folk. Mm -hmm. This is not for us. A black man was arrested 
on Monument Avenue mm. in the 1990s for walking home from work. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was arrested for disturbing the peace on Monument Avenue walking home from his, in shift, the 90s. his shift at St. Mary's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goes before the judge. Remarkably, it somehow comes to trial. The judge is like, why do you walk on Broad Street? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> In the 90s. Yeah, that's not long ago. It's every bit of public street is Broad Street, but the judge was like, why do you walk on Broad Street? Wow. In the 90s. I don't want to focus on um, Charlottesville as much as I want to focus on the impact of you serving those four years and kind of what that's done. However, um, blame Wes. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk because that yeah. that yeah, statement. I, I got held up at the gas pump today, man. I'm yeah. talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a there's a there's a running joke in Charlottesville um, amongst many, and we've turned this we've turned this slogan into a t-shirt. Now we we selling we sell the t-shirts to raise money for the Junior Tonsor League, which is a basketball league for kids, because literally uh, after probably March of 2017. Um, after we, excuse me, March of 2016, when we originally had the, the press conference that we're going to move the statues, it was just turned into a blame West. Like, this isn't happening, blame West. Uh, your car needs to be fixed, blame West. Affordable ha- housing isn't happening fast enough, blame West. Wow. Whatever, whatever's going on, blame West. I posted on my story a couple of weeks ago. There was a lady, I mean, it still happens. It's much fewer and far in between. Uh, but there was a lady I was jogging on the, the downtown mall a couple weeks ago, and she's like, you ruined my town. You ruined my city. Like, I can't believe you. I mean, so so it's real, but during— Why, is, why did you ruin her city? Or oh, why, what did she— why did So, she, yo, like, there was a time period— Because no, statues got removed? Not just—so so what people would say is that literally before I started talking about this, there were no racial issues. There was no racial tension People just got along in harmony in Charlottesville, Virginia. This is the land of Thomas Jefferson. Black folk and white folk got along. Their white folk would tell me all the time. They would, they would just say to me blatantly, I have plenty of black friends. No one has ever talked about these statues. No one has ever said to me that they don't feel welcome, that they don't feel um, okay. any sense of racism here. Okay, here's a, here's, here's a commercial. Yeah, there Do we go. Do not assume that you're black. Friends, friends right will open their souls up to you and tell you everything right that that's <laughs> and so so we we went through literally about a year as, as the young folks would say no cap like yeah. we went through a year of just dealing with that and i remember you know we had bomb threats at my, my children's school yeah we had, we had bomb threats we had you know, I live um, in a in a neighborhood that is predominantly black, one of the last black neighborhoods in the city. Um, you know, shout out to to Prospect. Uh, and I was safe there. My family was safe there. We intentionally stayed there. People are very protective mm-hmm. of me and mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I live, so we weren't worried about that. But there were, you know, people who would say different things. They're going to come over. We had people try to ride through the neighborhood and 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 they they received a very um, nice welcome. Mm-hmm. But people tried it, like so. You know. Was that was that facetious? Yeah, very much so. They, 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 people know now, like you're not gonna. Everybody knows what Wes's house is, so some people think that that's a, a bad thing, but it's a very good thing for me. Like everybody knows my house sat, and everybody in a twenty house radius, they gonna protect my house and my. They gonna protect me and mine by all costs. So you know, again, I love my city, 
But we we went through this whole thing in which people had to understand that just because, as you just alluded to, Michael, like because black folk or your black friends haven't bared their soul to you doesn't mean we don't have issues. We live in a city that has 27% poverty rate. We live in a city in which our education, um, which is lauded for Thomas Jefferson and just the thought of UVA and so forth, but on a local level, black kids, kids of color specifically, we're not achieving or advancing at levels in which they should be by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we live in a place that has incredible economic barriers for people who are black and individuals who identify as any person of color. Like this is, Charlottesville is not this utopia. So it became Blame West because I became very vocal about speaking about these things. And then as a city councilman and as a, as a quote unquote, <laughs> right, vice mayor, and then somebody who's young, these people are also looking at me like I'm I'm 29 at the time. They're like, what do you know? I've been here my whole life. Mm-hmm. You're not even from here. Yeah, you spend time in that community, and they meant like you you're around black folk, but you don't tell the whole story. So yeah, it was a it was a great deal of backlash. But looking back on it, I really grew a whole lot. I had to understand that not everybody's gonna like you, and that's okay. I had to become comfortable, become very comfortable with being uncomfortable in certain environments, but also not being afraid to speak my truth. And if this is what God called me to do, then you need to own that and walk in your purpose. Yeah. I lived in a time period where people were tell, like, I mean, mentors, black folk as well, like would tell me, yo, this is never going to happen. You need to move on. You're causing trouble. You're doing X, Y, and Z. And it really just became a, a test of faith. And it's like a testimony of faith when you can see something like I could physically see the statues being removed, but others couldn't see it. And I would tell them, like, this is going to happen. It may not be tomorrow, but I can see it happening. Like I can physically see these things gone and people looking at you like you're crazy. You know, we're just coming up on a year, July 8th, uh, June 10th, rather, in which our statues were officially removed. And it's like, nah, I told you so, but it's just. Like when you believe something, that's just the power of of believing what what God called for you to do. It's not for everybody else to see. So when you walk through that park, yeah, and you see it's lit that and that renamed park, and yeah. you see the statue gone. How yeah, feeling? yeah. <laughs> um, elated. Really, I still. It's been a year. I still don't know the words to describe it. Uh, I wouldn't sat on the the statue. I think me you and did? You yeah, sat on yeah. It? So mm-hmm. I, I like I'm the me and um Lee are the only persons to ever. I sat on the pedestal rather, mm-hmm. and took some pictures. Uh, allegedly, rather took some <laughs> pictures. Some folks took some pictures. I don't know how or some yeah. guy who looks like me. <laughs> I'm incriminating myself, but well, it's, it's going now. But yeah. yeah, but like um, I was I'm the only person to ever get up on that pedestal, and I remember just the night of. I wasn't there when it was removed. I was out of town, which is also a blessing. I came back Sunday. It happened on that Saturday. Removed that Saturday. Shout out to Devon. Mm-hmm. And then um, that Sunday evening, I came back. And, um, I mean, I cried. I sat on the pedestal. I stood on the pedestal. I just had a lot of emotions. And I remember, man, I would jog to that park, and I would stare at Lee in his eyes. And I would just tell him, like, you coming down. Mm-hmm. And it's like I could feel him saying stuff to me like, we would like have no, these little, yeah, like these setbacks, little boy, little boy. yeah, like like we yeah. would have these setbacks, like a court case where all right, you got to take the tarp off, or this judge has an injunction, this rule, this law doesn't apply, 
and it would just seem like you're losing these battles. But I just would say, like, we're not losing the war. You're going to come down. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to come down, and I'm telling you, and I would just, it would just be motivation. I would jog, listen to Nipsey, listen to Jeezy, and I knew it. So then when it actually came, it just, um, like, all right, now yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Why do you think Charlottesville, of all places, became this kind of fulcrum oh. that led to all these things, the white yeah. sub- monument removal or, yeah. or attempts to remove the monuments, white supremacists descending yeah. on this, this city that people perceive to be very liberal? Yeah. Um, Myself included. Yeah. yeah um, like, how did Charlottesville become that place? Uh, I think there's a combination of different things. One, this is the home of Thomas Jefferson. So I think that there is an aura that comes with the University of Virginia. I mean, they don't call it campus. They call it grounds. There's this this sense of when you when you come on the grounds, which I, I call it grounds. I didn't mm-hmm. go there, but, you know, I got a lot of respect and a lot of love for folks there. You know, UVA has been good to me. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I know, you know, people mm-hmm. have different feelings, but, they yeah, like, there, there's this aura that comes with the university and Thomas Jefferson that um, I'm not going to necessarily call it pretentious, but it's just that we are, we conduct ourselves a certain way. We're not like other people. So one, when you tell folks that, nah, you are, this is a, like, you guys engage in white supremacy just like many other institutions and this area as a whole, that creates back, that creates some some discomfort rather. I'm not necessarily going to say backlash, but discomfort for some people initially. Then secondly, you're challenging a way of life in the capital of the Confederacy, being Virginia. We know Richmond is the official mm-hmm. capital, but Virginia, the capital of the Confederacy, you're, you're challenging this way of life in which people have always, both black and white, just believe that this is how things are. So that's the second part. And then the third part, I think, is, like, who are you to say that this is wrong? Mm-hmm. And I think... When you're challenging white supremacy, that's the initial feeling that you're always going to be met with. Like, who are you to say that the way in which we do things are wrong? Charlottesville is also the hub. We're town for seven other areas, seven other cities. So, I mean, people will say to me, like, you're trying to say Robert E. Lee was wrong. He's the second greatest person to ever walk the earth. The first could walk on water. So they're mm. saying, like, Robert E. Lee is it's only second, second to, to Jesus. Oh, right, right. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Second, he's second to God. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you're going to say you want to take down what people would say to me, the, the greatest Virginian ever? You want to take him down? You're not even from here? And I'm like, yo, I grew up 10 minutes from, from Stone Mountain. Like, yo, I, I, I grew up with this. Like, I understand it. That doesn't make it right. So then as you get momentum... And you get other people like, nah, you know what? This is this is wrong. Black people, white people starting to come together. That's going to be met with another level of backlash. And then I think that Zayana and I represented something very different. So people would say, you know, Zay, she's a, she's in the ninth grade. What does she know? Right? Like You know I love her. You yeah, know, so right. Aurora. Yeah, Shout you're right, right. Shout out to my little Capra. like I love her to death. Like, <laughs> Like, they're like, yo, you're in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're a kid. And then, like, Wes, you're just really arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're really, you're really, you're, you're an outsider. Two, two A words you should never assign. Arrogant and articulate. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, you use the, like, you, you, you speak in this way in which you think that you're better than people. 
So you're looking down on our southern way of of doing things. You're a quote unquote carpetbagger. You're a, they really just want to call me the N word. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's consistent. And then you're you're saying that all the things in which we've been doing been doing is wrong. So when you put like all of those things together, like you gotta think, I'm the seventh black person ever elected, and I'm the youngest. And I had only been in Charlottesville, I think, like maybe five years when I got elected. So, yeah, youth and come hereism, mm-hmm. both. The, 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 and then you get a lot of like yeah. I was getting a lot of attention. I had I've been getting a lot of attention there for a while, just from community stuff. So then it's like, like who are you? Like, I had black folk. They was I played in the league with. They're like, yo, like, why why should we follow you though? Like, who's to say that what you're saying is right? And that is just show over time, not with my words, but with actions, like. I would want for you to follow us, not just me, but I would want you to follow us because this is the right thing to do. It's not about where you're from. It's obviously where you're at. And I'm committed to this place as much as anybody else. Yeah. Now, y'all can see this with, with the work. Yeah. So then, you know, as I alluded to earlier, we start to develop trust, and then we get more people who are on board. Now there's really culture wars, if you will. And I think Kessler, not I think, Kessler called me, him and some of his minions called me in November of 2016, right before Thanksgiving, and they were they were very clear. Like uh, shout out to you know Mayor Stoney, shout out to McCullough. In March, uh, right after we did the press conference for the statues, I was appointed to the state board of education. So now I'm the youngest person on the state board of ed, and like the youngest person on any state board of ed in the country. And Kessler was very intentional. Like everybody thinks you're so great, but we're gonna show them who you are. We're gonna take away your city council Is this seat. Someone you had met? Nah. Well, I had met Kessler. And tell us who Kessler is. So yeah. Jason Kessler is the one who led the Unite the Right rally. Um, he's the leader of the Unite the Right rally. UVA grad. UVA mm-hmm. grad, yeah. right? Homegrown, mm-hmm. right? So this this thought of like this isn't this is this isn't Charlottesville. This doesn't represent us. That's another thing that why you said why is it so combustible? That also leads to it to a certain extent because no, these individuals are from here. These individuals did go to school here. These indiv- this is a representation yeah, of who Charlottesville we are. Charlottesville and UVA embody all of the contradictions of America. Why wouldn't it, he be there? So exactly, <laughs> he, Richard Spencer, and others. So so he called and he's like, um, "Everybody thinks you're so great, but we're going to take everything away from you." That like teaching he called job you. called me Thanksgiving. I, it was the so Thanksgiving was that Thursday. I remember we went down my fam- my uh, my wife's side of the family had a family reunion in Augusta, Georgia. We went down. The call started that Wednesday. They went from Wednesday to Saturday. Like, we're going to we're gonna take everything from you, and we're going to show them who your black nigger ass is. Mm. It's words verbatim. Mm. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not Dr. King. You're not this messiah. We're going to show them who you are. Hey, it's Kelly. We're going to take a break right here and resume next week with part two of our interview with Dr. Wes Bellamy about how tensions in Charlottesville really escalated. We'll see you next week. After the Monuments is a Virginia Video Network production and produced by Matt Pichilli, Michael Paul Williams, and me, Kelly Lemon. Technical direction and editing from Bill Barksdale. Executive production from Paul Farrell, Diane Salvatore, and Paige Mudd. Will Royer provides studio support. Our artwork is by Krishna Mathis. I'm Kelly Lemon, and we'll see you next week on After the Monuments. Huge thanks to Massey Cancer Center for being our After the Monuments sponsor.